Well, this is a bit cute. I thought we'd have a little coffee date. Well, I'm having the coffee and well, you might be as well. Who knows? I'm recording this podcast episode while I just made a coffee and before I head to the gym. And I have also just posted on my Instagram this morning about my health journey with cardio and my hormones and strength training. So I was going to record this episode on the weekend and then I didn't because I was doing other things and I'd written all the notes. And then this morning I was like, wait a second, I can write a really good um, uh, post about this and then also do this podcast episode as well. And then in line with that, if you hear me sipping on my coffee like now, you know, it's because I'm going to head to the gym soon. I have eaten a heap of food this morning, no more of that black coffee, fasted cardio shit, which really, 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 really wrecked my hormones and my adrenal glands and given me adrenal PCOS and autoimmune conditions. So please, Sheridan, do not do that to yourself again, woman. Uh, Lesson learnt. So today's podcast episode is on cardio strength training and your hormones. So for those who, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, my name's Sheridan, Sheridan Decker. I run the Root Cause program, which is my signature six-month program where women run functional testing, change their diet, add in minerals, test their nutrient levels, do stool testing, hormone testing to really get to the root cause of what's going on with their gut and hormone and skin health. Now, a key element that I've pulled into the program in the last couple months is I want to use the word mindset coaching, but I feel like that really does a disservice to Gemma and the work she does with myself and the women within the program. So she comes in each month and does a coaching session with us. And if you want to get some insight into that, I do have a podcast episode with Gem. I think it's also up on my YouTube as well that you can have a look and I'm constantly tagging her in stuff as well. That's Gemma Hanley, Gemma Hanley Coaching. Um, So she's an anxiety mindset coach and just does a lot of work around self-sabotage and curious and closed mindset and just really helping us inside the program to dig in deeper. So Gem's background was chronic fatigue syndrome and a lot of gut issues. But as a lot of us have learned to really do the hard work and heal those things, you do have to do the internal work as well. And I think that was really the premise. Like if I could wrap up that post that I posted this morning on my Instagram. So that's Sheridan underscore functional nutrition the bottom line is that was like, look, I went for the last 11 years. So since I turned 18, I've struggled with my health in the last couple of years, definitely significantly better, like no more gut issues unless I you know, have a small flare or something, but it's not ongoing. It's not daily. I know if there is triggers like gluten, which I'm now allergic to and very reactive to, that's a well-known trigger. But over the last 11 years, the battles I've had with the GPs and with my health and with my skin, but also with my mental health in the sense of under eating and over exercising to try to pull myself into this perfect little picture and try and control as much as I could, because there's so many things out of my control. And I was in such a high stress state with uh, family things going on, with moving out of home, obviously, with finances as a uni student, with studying and wanting to get ducks, with moving to Perth. And just there were so many elements that 
I was battling that for me controlling uh, diet was was a key way of sort of like feeling like I had a grasp on my life as well. Exercise I've always done plenty of because A, I enjoy a lot of recreational things like swimming, surfing, um, mountain bike riding, trail running. I just genuinely really enjoy that stuff. But then there comes the added element of things that I was doing like HIIT training and CrossFit and stuff, which was fun and I loved it and I love feeling fear and I love the endorphin rush from it but I wasn't taking into account my recovery so how I was fueling before and after exercise which also was destroying my health but then there was also an element of wanting to just burn calories because quote-unquote I'd eaten too much food and for me at the time I wasn't macro tracking like I went through stages of just calorie tracking and having no clue about protein carbs fats I was just like 1200 calories if I could eat a thousand calories then hats off to Sheridan you were doing something right which is just like I eat like a thousand calories before 10 a.m. these days you know what I mean like I'm eating over 2,000 calories a day so it's just it's wild it is actually wild to consider how I did that how I functioned how I still graduated top of my class of sports science how I did the things I did how was I doing crossfit five times a week and running 10 plus k's a day and like it just it just blows my mind but When I look back on those Dutch test results, I know how I was doing it because my cortisol was so phenomenally high. I've never seen it that high in anyone else's report before. It was so phenomenally high because my body was trying to counteract those imbalanced blood sugars. So it was just pumping out cortisol, which was then pumping out DHEA as well, which was giving me skin issues and blocking ovulation and low hormonal picture, like everything that goes with it. So it's, it is really interesting with the hindsight now. And I understand like the constipation and the gut issues. Yes, I did pick up a heap of that in Bali. And yes, that did really, really stuff with my gut and SIBO and candida and all that other stuff. But I was also not eating enough food. There was no nutrient density. It was just a lot of fiber and greens to fill me up. Uh, Lack of animal proteins, lack of protein across the board. Like there's so many red flags, which I didn't, I guess I didn't know at the time. And there was less education and awareness around it at the time. And then there also wasn't the same uh, focus on gut and hormone health as well. So that testing and those sides of things which have come a lot more into range now that weren't so much um, a priority and importance then at that time so super interesting Um, but today I really want to chat about cardio strength training and your hormones because I do feel like going through my past history and then having that time off exercise to try to get my period back and it wasn't until I started eating properly and tracking properly so that I was getting enough carbs in each day that I would um, maintain my period and be able to do cardio and strength training. And I no longer do CrossFit. I do some short, high intensity stuff, but that's not the focus of what I do. Um, And my focus now is strength training four to five times a week, mountain bike riding and road cycling a couple times a week. The occasional run, very rare. I like that's up until a couple months ago because I did get an injury that stopped me for a while. Um, But it's mainly the strength training yoga and those other bits and pieces, which are really my priority now. So let me have a quick sip. 
what is or how does exercise actually impact our hormones? So we do know that exercise is beneficial, right? But it's it's finding that balance. So after an exercise session, when you have optimal nutrition and recovery, there is a transient increase in hormones. So estrogen, testosterone, growth hormone, DHEA, that increase helps you adapt to training, get stronger, gain muscle, gain endurance. Okay. So, and we do know this has beneficial effects on hormones like testosterone and progesterone. Now, we do know, though, that the combination of high-intensity exercise with lack of recovery and lack of calories leads to a decline in female hormones. So your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone all go down and your cortisol goes up when you're training too much, too hard, and you're not and or you're not fueling properly, okay? So this combination, this leads to... And ovulation, this leads to fatigue um, and even in more severe cases, amenorrhea, so the loss of your period, okay? Some common presentations, presentations of female hormones in balance includes that low progesterone, so more estrogen dominant state, high circulating estrogen, so we have that, like I said, it can be just low progesterone, uh, which looks like high estrogen or it can actually be high estrogen um, and then also again that high cortisol picture so we do also see thyroid hormone and insulin sorry my words today um, are impacted alongside those sex hormones and present strongly in symptoms a lot of the women i'm seeing have been on a low calorie or extensive exercise program and do have symptoms of thyroid imbalance okay so low thyroid hormones or early presentation of um, hashimoto's or things okay because their body's in such a stress state and we do see things like tsh can drop alongside your sex hormones dropping as well uh, which can lead to a lot of those symptoms such as well, acne is more of a high cortisol, high DHEA picture and lower sex hormones, uh, but our irregular cycles, heavy periods, skip periods, hair thinning or loss, hot flashes, low libido, infertility, vaginal dryness, depression, anxiety, fatigue, weight gain or weight loss, sleep disturbances. So all of those are linked to your hormones and to your thyroid as well. The other thing is not only uh, not eating enough across the board, when there's fasted exercise, so I used to like wake up, have a black coffee, go for a long run and then eat around 10 or 12 somewhere. So I had this real fasted kind of state in the morning. So I was bumping up cortisol and then I was increasing that caffeine intake and then I was pushing myself as well. But we know that cortisol is already highest in the morning generally in a healthy cortisol response and then faster training can increase that further so if you're already high stressed and you're having caffeine and you're faster training you're just really going to um, add to the hormonal imbalance which generally is going to look like a decline in estrogen and progesterone and ultimately you know stop you from gaining muscle, um, also cause you to lose your period or skin issues or all those other symptoms we just chatted about. The other thing that I see and what happened in me is what's called RED-S, so relative energy deficiency in sports. So this uh, can impact 
you know, high-end athletes, but also recreational athletes like myself and the women I work with. So when we're consistently burning more calories than we're consuming, we do get this female athlete triad. So this is the fatigue, the changing menstrual cycle. So an ovulation, we're not ovulating each cycle or amenorrhea. So the loss of a period, which is say what I had for seven years. We also see a loss of bone density, higher risk of stress fractures and poor recovery. So Often, again, not for everyone, but when you train at the high intensity, you don't adequately fuel, then you're not recovering. And then we sort of get these imbalances, which are going to impact you across your lifespan, not just, you know, a couple months. We're talking long term health. So when we're looking at our periods in our training and we're starting to understand what or how, like what is the best way to train do think about your cycle. I'm not a big one on planning my workouts according to what phase I'm in at my cycle. I do it more according to how I'm feeling because sometimes I feel really flat leading up to my period and other times I don't. Other times I feel fine. So I'm actually not going to back off a high intensity session you know, a couple of days before my period, if I feel really good, um, if I'm feeling really tired and I feel pee and messy and I've got symptoms, then 110% I'm going to acknowledge that and not push myself through high intensity cardio or anything like that. I may just do some more resistance based training, a bit of yoga, walks, and those kinds of things rather than really try and push up that cortisol. Again, during my periods, the same thing. Sometimes I feel really good. Like sometimes I don't even know I'm on my period in a sense. Other times I'm cramping, I'm sore because it was a stressful month prior. So my period will change each month depending as to what the kind of 30 days or so before that was like. And I'll see that with breast tenderness. I'll see that with moods. I'll see that with energy. I'll see that with cramps. So I just be in tune to my body rather than telling myself what I'm doing based on sort of where I am at in my cycle. So I like to have a mix of strength training four to five times a week and then walking or running or riding, mountain bike riding, jumping, any of those things around it. So to me, I just structure my training based on my workload for that week. So what prior commitments do I have? Because that's going to impact my ability to train and to switch off because If I have a lot of client calls that week and a lot of podcasts booked in, I don't have the capacity to push myself outside of work as well. I just want to go to the gym, do my strength training, sweat, go for a walk or something and go home. Whereas other weeks when I have a quieter week, then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fit in an extra ride or the weather looks really good. So I'm going to add in a run or a long hike or something like that. So I really try to change it up looking across the board at all the factors that have going to impact me. Yes, where am I at in my cycle? What has my eating been like? What has my mood been like? What has my energy been like? What has my skin flares been like? Because that tells me directly what's happening with my life and my diet and then structuring my cardio and strength training around that. I do not think there is are better or worse in the sense of you should or shouldn't do cardio. I don't think that's how it works. I personally think it's more based on your health picture. So what are your periods like? What are your blood sugars like? Are you tracking calories to make sure you eat enough food? 
What is your stress tolerance slash training history like? Mine is shocking, right? My last 10 years, or probably not even because the last like year or two, I've obviously been way better, but those last years have been really, really hard on my body and my stress tolerance is low. It's really low. Like I can't handle a lot before I'm stressed. I get triggered really quickly and really easily when the pressure comes on or something comes up with my family that impacts my work straight away. Uh, If there's relationship stuff, like, when there's other factors going on, like the last month I've had a lot going on, then that impacts my ability to perform, that impacts my periods, that impacts my eating, like all those things. So I like to take a really holistic picture because the same thing happens if you're going through a gut protocol. If you're in SIBO, phase one or two dietary stuff, I would work out what are your big triggers and how your bacteria are responding to the food you're putting in your body. I do not want you going running excessive amounts because A, you don't have the fuel in your body. B, you'll feel horrible and bloated and crappy afterwards. So it's there's a time and a place for things. The same when you're in the depth of a gut protocol, it's actually too much sometimes to add in too much cardio around it. So it's really important to know where your stress tolerance is, know what your family, your finances, your food, like all those other things, your work, what they are like, and then to build your strength and your cardio training around that. Does that make sense? <laughs> I hope that makes sense. I, I base that off my 10, you know, 11 years of experience and how my body reacts to exercise. I will always exercise. I love exercise. It's not a chore for me. It's something I genuinely want to do, enjoy doing because I found a way to enjoy it and to tie in elements that I want. If it's something that I have to really push myself to do and I don't want to do it. Like say I was going to ask myself to go do a 10K run right now. I don't want to do that. I'm tired today. I'm like, I'm tired. So I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to do strength training and I'm going to do deadlifts and I'm going to do things that make me really freaking happy because I don't feel like pushing myself through a long run. There are other days that I really just want to run. I want to go out to the Cape to Cape and I want to go for a long 10, 15K run because it's so beautiful out there and I'm just distracted and I can kill hours. So it just, it varies. It just depends on what your training goals are, what you're working towards. Are you trying to build muscle? Are you trying to just be active? Are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to put on weight? What are your goals? What is your health status? What is your last couple years history with training and mental health and body image? What is your period like? Are you on contraception? All those things come into it, okay? So I do think this is all really, really important and really important to consider. If it feels overwhelming, that is what practitioners are there for. That is what the root cause program is there for. That is what health coaches who, you know, PTs are there for to help work you, like work you through a program and go, this is, you know, you want to build muscle. This is how we're going to do it. You need a back of the cardio because we need that energy to go into muscle building. Or if it's mindset stuff and it's body image stuff and you're just beating yourself up every day, that's what people are gemming like there for. So it's, it's really... Sorry, my words are muddling. <laughs> it's okay. It is really important to understand this stuff. I just think we don't prioritize that enough. And sometimes we do just look at calories or we do just look at moving and we don't sort of go, I've actually got goals here that I want to achieve. And like I said, prioritize your hormonal health, prioritize your gut health 
and then movement will assist and support and help you heal around that. So if you've got questions on this stuff, please um, jump over, have a look at my Instagram post. Please reach out on Instagram, send me a DM, send me a message. Let me know where you're at or what you're struggling with because I do love to hear from you. And like I said, I would, you know, more than happy point you in the right direction with testing as well. If you're like my adrenals are totally burnt out, I can give you some suggestions and strategies. So thanks for listening. It's a pleasure to chat. I'm going to finish my coffee and head off to the gym. I will see you on the gram.